This episode is sponsored by Nani Wilson. Nani Wilson, for the cultures, would like to thank you for your kind generosity. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. The culture, the culture. Hey, what's going up? What's going down? It's your boy, D-Boy. And I'm your girl, Bex Bumble. And this is the For the Cultures, For the Cultures. podcast. In your speakers, in your ears, once again, <laughs> it's Monday. Happy Monday, it's y'all. It's Monday. Thank you for spending your Monday with us. Yes, early Monday, hopefully. Right. And if it's later in the week, too, that's cool. You know, the beautiful thing about podcasts is you can listen to it anytime, anytime. you want So. We're uh we're quickly building our volume up here, huh? I this know. Episode thirteen. Thirteen. Damn. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. All right. Tangaloa, <laughs> watch over us. <laughs> oh. Man. Oh man, but yeah, just want to say thank you all very much for tuning in with us. It yes. has been a it has been quite a ride. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of folks, you know, hitting us up and reaching out to us, just yeah. sharing their. Um, their feelings about the podcast, and it's been really great to just have so much feedback. So we really appreciate y'all. Yes, we appreciate everyone. Thank you, guys. Bruh. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Man, this week is it's been an interesting week. Mm, yeah. Halloween week. Ha- oh, right. Halloween went down. It was yeah. cool. It was cracking. No, the new month of November. I know. Right. It, it was, it's, it's been a cool one, but. Right. Something that was kind of um, interesting was mm. that I, ca- I came across this this uh, opinion piece on Facebook. Uh, there's this Native Hawaiian person that I follow that always is putting up like critical content, you know, connected to Native Hawaiian um, right. history, you oh. know, and a lot of the Native Hawaiian leaders who have done a lot of work mm. um, in the past and and present, but more so like it's very. Um, it's very history based, very archive kind of, mm, yeah, kind of um, footage. Like there's a lot of stuff with Doctor Haunanike Trask, right, and uh, um, a bunch of other a bunch of other leaders. But this um, this opinion piece was a letter to Dwayne the Rock Johnson mm. <laughs> about playing the role of King uh, of King Kamehameha, mm. right? The first, I believe, <clears throat> and uh, the the opinion piece was written by Emma Lani Case. Okay. Um, and in this piece, you know, she she just goes to town, right? Like she lets him have it, but it's written almost in the form of like a letter that's very poetic, right? Where it's like, mm. you know, just speaking about how Hawaii, you know, the Hawaiian uh, culture, Hawaiian people have been have suffered a lot, right, right at the yeah. hands of. Um, just colonization, mm. you know, oppression, right. um, even as far back as like thinking about like the missionaries and a lot of mm. that inf- the European influence that came into the into the islands and how even uh, the portrayal of ho- the Hawaiian, the Native Hawaiian people right. in film has been made a mockery of, or you know, like a lot of. Native Hawaiians don't even play the roles of themselves, right? It's a lot of mm. other folks playing those roles. Um, and the the piece is great, right? Like, I definitely encourage y'all to hit up our page. Mm. Uh, we're going to, you know, we'll put the article up. Um, but what was interesting is that I shared it, right? Because, you know, of course, 
that's my that's my tea that's right there. That's my do. that's my thing. Is I like those kinds of um, I like those kind of pieces that are that are critical, right? Like mm. that um, that inspire critical thought and have a you know have really good points connected back to the people, right? right. The, the yeah. actual people who it affects mm-hmm. or it impacts, and just even sharing that, right? Like, like I know there's gonna be some backlash and folks are not gonna understand. You know what's going on, right? Um, yeah. And our, usually, when I share those things, you know, like it's a hit or miss, right? Like folks will pay attention to it or they won't. It's surprising that this one, you know, some folks did pay attention to and you know had some not negative things to say, but just had a different stance, right? They didn't mm. understand, like what you know, what's the beef about the um, the rock playing the role, right? You know, and they're happy that. The Polynesian culture is even being um, put on the big screen. You know, just just taking just taking pride in the fact that, for one, our story is being put out there, and that a Polynesian person is mm. is gonna play the role, right? Right. But what I feel like, I don't know not what I feel like. What I know is that a lot of people miss the point of the stance of a lot of Native Hawaiians who are like, "Yo, here mm. here's it again, right? Like, yes, the person who's playing the role is Polynesian." Right. But there are other Polynesian, there's actually Native Hawaiian people who can play this role. Right, yeah. Right, like Jason Mamoa being one of them who actually is Native Hawaiian, right? Mm. And he's been very vocal about a lot of different issues, right? right? A lot yeah. of um, issues pertaining to Hawaii and outside of Hawaii. You know, he was very big with the, uh, the activism around Mauna Kea. Uh, and he was very vocal about what was happening in uh, Dakota with, with the pipeline, mm. right? And and just having this, this lens, this social justice lens, and using his platform to, to elevate these issues mm. is like it's a plus in my book, and all the more reason why it's like that fool should play the role versus the rock. Like the rock is, is just trying to secure the bag. You know what right, I mean? He's just yeah. trying to get that check, and I understand that. That's cool. Like you got to do your hustle. Right. But I don't know. Thinking about protocol, thinking about representation, mm-hmm. right? Even thinking about like how being misrepresented could, you know, eventually lead down to erasure. Like mm. that shit ain't cool. You know what I mean? And so I had to let I had to let a lot of those. Um, those comments in opposition of the letter, right? Just sit for a minute. Cause usually it's like, Oh, you know, somebody got something negative to say. Right. And we'll just get the typing, right. Get them, hit them keys yeah. and, and have a rebuttal. But I think along the lines, cause I used to do that all the time, especially on Facebook. Cause I would always post up some critical stuff and have, have some uh, conversations or heated debates with folks. Right. Well, what was the letter about? Like, I mean, what what did she, because um, you said it was in, in, like, poetry form, but what was kind of, like, the gist of her letter? The gist of her letter is that she's upset that The Rock is playing right. the the role. How can you poetically say that? How did, I want to know. <laughs> like, that's like. 
It's skills if you can like poetically tell The Rock that you ain't shit, <laughs> you you ain't fit for the role. Like, I, I mean, what do you, what do you think, Beck? Should we just share it? Yeah, share right it. Here, I right? want to know. I want to okay, understand well, the context. Let's just let's just. I, I just uh, want to say a, that these are not my words. This is the words again of Emilani uh, Case. Mm. Uh, this. This letter is titled. Titled, you ain't shit, Rock. <laughs> that's what, that's what re- she's really saying. Okay, I don't know what the title is. I think this title I was looking at might be, uh, you know, the her blog page. Definitely hit up her blog page, y'all. Though it's Hevahi Paakai, which means a package of salt. Please, okay. Please forgive me if I uh, if I mispronounce that, cause no, it says it says that right here. I wish I knew that off the top of my head, <laughs> but it's pronounced he vahi paakai, a package of salt. Definitely hit that up. So Emilani says, "Dear Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you don't know me, of course." I was once one of your adoring fans, captivated by your wide smile, your muscled humor, your bulging, pulsating, titillating voice. Mm, mm, mm. Titillating. (laughs) Then one day you lent your voice to a singing and dancing mockery of my fisher of islands, my keeper of fire, my kupua from Moana Nui Aikea. Oh, no, excuse me. Moana Nui Akea, Maui. And I remembered what Maui once said. Moa aela no ka ka alai haupi. Dang, good job. I, I don't know if I got that right, but please forgive me. Wow. You speak everything. <laughs> Your Tongan fluent is pretty fluent. Hawaiian. I'm just, I'm just reading this. Samoan. I'm just reading this shit. Okay. Okay. Some people are selfish. Some seek only for themselves. Some have little regard for the oceans they claim. You claimed belonging, riding the back of the one who slowed the sun, the one who made the day longer, the one who punished the selfish ally and stole her fire so that we could cook. And boy, did we cook. We even cooked cook. That's a reference because, you know, Native Hawaiians uh, killed Captain Cook and ate his ass. Oh. That's what his motherfucking ass gets. Dang. Anyways. That back, was a snap. Back to the letter. Ending his syphilis-spreading, land-snatching, murderous voyages of the Pacific. We restored a sense of Pacificness by burning his color of violence, filling our bellies with his history to let it rage in the pit of our stomachs where fire burns and births islands. Mm. Our islands once housed you, gave you a place to become a rock shaping and shining your rough edges so that you could fit in, throw your shaka in the air, and call us home. Now here's a lesson from my home. One you need to hear. And here's a reminder. 
one you need to recall. And here's a warning, one you need to heed. Take heed, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I heard you hope to achieve Academy Awards celebrity on the back of my chief, my ancestor. Dang. My muscled memory of Kohala, Kamehameha. But you will be Mehameha. You will be lonely in your pursuit because my history is not a backdrop to your story of success. And my chief is not a stepping stone. He lifted stones, overturning Naha larger than you. Dang. (laughs) (laughs) Sealing his fate as a conqueror and his role as a warrior who who carved the eyes of Niuhi before he was even born. He was born of and for greatness. And you, you cannot play greatness. Cannot bench press your way into my history. Cannot laugh or smile into Avini, the valley that raised him, sharp and rough. Mm. This is my sharp and rough refusal of anything you have claimed. You say you want to tell the story of the legendary chief whose fabled life lay the foundation for the 50th state. But the real fable is the state, the fake-ass state, with their fake-ass claims who occupies my land and keeps my people hungry. Mm. We're hungry, starving for pono, for a restoration of balance, of justice, of sovereignty, of the right to shape and tell our own stories. Mm. So you would be wise to remember our story. My kupuna, they sang song of protest against the loss of their kingdom, the overthrow of their queen, the taking of their air, their life, their breath. And they let that breath out in song. We can eat stones, they said. We can endure, they promised. And we can survive off of rocks. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if I must, if I am pushed, I can and I will eat rocks again, even captivating, smiling, titillating ones like you. Dang. And Melanie Case. She said titillating ones. She said titillating <laughs> twice. Dang. But see, damn, wasn't that, that like... That was well see, written. Well written, right? So yeah. definitely check that out, y'all. And I'm sure, you know, like... Not everybody's going to feel what she says. Not everybody's going to understand what she's saying. And that's fine. But you know what I mean? Like, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, if you don't, just because you don't understand it, don't mean that you have to disagree with it, right? Like, you right. can, we can disagree. We can agree to disagree, right? Because I understand, right? Like, for folks who say that they're just happy to see a Polynesian right. playing this role and even our Polynesian stories being shared, that just tells me that our our people have been hungry for representation for so long. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's why we over here fucking trying to create this platform right, yeah. and be on this podcast is because it's the same thing, right? Like we are hungry for um, our people, our voices. Um, we're, we're hungry to see, you know, to see ourselves and hear ourselves in, in media, in, in content right. that's creating. Right. Um, but with anything, you know what I mean? It's like, we got to, 
we got to understand like who the people are, who the, you know, who the person is. Um, Cause even if they are poly or if they are PI, mm. you know, they may not be the best person. Right. They might be not the nicest person, right? Yeah. Or they might not share the same values. Yeah. And so it's like, you didn't get too much feedback on that, did you? What's that? On um, or did you read any feedback on um that post? Was there any like negative, or were people just like? Oh, I'm just summing it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just pretty much summing up like some of the comments. Yeah, like one comment said that she like her voice or this whole thing sounds like crabs in a bucket. <laughs> so like, okay, you know another reason why I had to let a lot of these comments just chill there and rest is because I didn't have the capacity to r- respond right. versus react, right? Right, right, right. Because I didn't want to react off Look of... you, using your tools. Okay, <laughs> shit, over here growing <laughs> and shit. But, you know, I wanted to be able to communicate like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Here's what it is, mm. right? Like, here is simply what it is, how folks, you know, in the community feel about this. Uh, feel so strongly about it, right? Um, and here's why you feel the way you feel, mm. right? Because I had the time to really unpack and see where, what you know, where that's coming from. And like yeah. I said, you know, we just out here, we thirsty for representation. Mm. You know, we want to see our people on these platforms and in these positions, and we take anybody, right? Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. like. Gosh, there's just, fo- you know, even like there's folks out there who may be running for different um, different positions in like government, right? Mm-hmm. In government. But shit, if the person ain't a good person, just because that person is PI don't mean I should vote for the person. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not going to vote for this person just because they're PI and we need to see ourselves in these places. Mm-hmm. Hell no, nah, because if that person is a crook... If that person is uh, an asshole, right? If that person feels like he's better than the community or she's better than the community, then I definitely don't want to see exactly, that motherfucker right? in that position. You got me fucked up. <laughs> so, what's the name of the young lady again that wrote this? Uh, the young lady's name is Emilani Case. All right. Man. So that I like, yeah, I feel like you're in ICU. <laughs> huh? I mean, we basically ICU in right, right. <laughs> but now I got one. But but still, you know, I just wanted to bring light to this because this is something funny from my week that right. it really took me back to a lot of the days when you know I was in school and I'm learning all these things and my mind is just expanding and I'm fucking going to town on Facebook <laughs> or Twitter and then I met with all this opposition and it's like fuck I gotta be a teacher too you know what I mean but I get right. it right like the my man it, my man my mind is expanding your man <laughs> Shit, I wish. Confession. <laughs> no, my mind is expanding, but um, you know, I'm I'm forgetting that like mm. you know, I'm not saying that shit other people are dumb, but you know, <laughs> there's just maybe ain't expanding. <laughs> oh shit. Oh well. Yeah, that's my yeah. bruh for the week though. Man. Nice, 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 nice. What's going on with you, Bex? How was your week? Bruh. What's happening? I had one of the most refreshing week ever. Oh, yeah, that's good to hear. I don't think hear. I've ever said that in our, like any of our podcasts. I know, right? Episode. We've been going through some we things. Like, Shit, man, it's just been hard. It's been hard. Uh, fucking the struggle continues. This week was tough. 
yeah, this week was um, was so refreshing. Oh. And everything changed after um, listening to the Red Talk table. Mm, the table, the, table the Red Talk. Red table talk. The red, red table, table talk. talk. Yeah, with Jada. Jada and Will. They had a they had a second one that um, came out recently. I think it was this week, early this week. Word. And I, I love. I've always bruh, loved Jada. Bruh, bruh. Ever since like Different World. Yeah, and Jada said the most profound thing when she was talking to her daughter, and uh, well, Will was t- uh, explaining like what his passion was and where he's at, and like wh- where he's at in life. He's like, you know, like I am all about like wanting to journey off and see the world. And Jada kind of like abruptly, you know, just interrupted and said, well, I'm about journeying in the soul and like li- literally making maneuvers and moves and understanding her herself internally. And I was just like, dang, Jada, your her mind right now is like just on another level. Like I was like, dang, your mind is goals, Jada. I need that. But it's um, always been goals. <laughs> see, I didn't know her like that with her mind and how she thought. I've never heard her speak or I've never heard any interviews with Jada. Uh. So like I've seen her act. So, you know, I didn't know if it was actually, you know, if it was her, you know, her acting role that she was being herself. I didn't. Mm. She didn't really have any many, many uh, roles that were she was like free minded. What did she? Well, I mean, she was uh, a college student. I think she was Lena James in um, Different World. Oh, okay. The I don't later, remember in there. The later years of it. Um, I know she was in a bunch of movies like Lone Down, Dirty Shame. Right, yeah. Said it Poetic off. Justice. Uh, was she? She, no. was in, she was in Poetic Justice? She, no, not Poetic Justice. Yeah, no, no. She was no, in um, Jason's Lyric. Set It Off, yeah. Jason's Lyric. There you go. Yeah, Jason's Lyric, yeah. Set It Off. Uh, Those are just a few. I mean, she produced a lot too. She, I know she produced that documentary called uh, "Free Angela and All Political Prisoners." Mm. She had a heavy hand in that. Um, Get it, Jada? Yeah, she's dope. Yes. Anyhow, um, like I just felt something lift after watching that interview and after listening to Jada because I just have been in this whole trying to like take care of myself emotionally, physically, in every way possible, and. Jada just really, she translates the soul easily, you know. Mm. She's able to speak it, you know, like as if it was like easy to explain. Because when I think of my soul, I'm just like, dang, I don't know what kind of words to use. (laughs) Right now my soul isn't really as, you know, good as it should be. But uh, there are a few things that um, she wrote down that I, um, or she said that I wrote down. Um, She said, I can't expect someone to love me more than I love me. Mm. And she said, uh, "What if you don't like being you? What the hell makes you think someone else wants to be with you?" And it goes back to our question, right? Last week, you know, what do you think of yourself when you're by yourself? You Ooh, know, like yes. I just I thought about that, and I'm just like, man, do, what do I look? You know, like how would I want to date myself? You know, and would I want to like would I be the first person I think of when I want to go out and have fun or just hang out with? Like I think about those things and like. I honestly said, yeah, (laughs) like I am pretty like, you know, if for me, I would want to call someone like me, just like that's pretty, just plain, just want to make, you know, do simple things, but like have like pretty off the wall conversations. Like I would want to have a conversation with a person like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I have just been in like a, a, a forgiving space lately within the last week and understanding and more kind Nice. To myself, more kind to others because my patience and my tolerance level has like definitely gotten better. 
you know, now when I have conversations with certain people and I'm talking about family members or coworkers or whatever, you know, there's a lot more, you know, there's definitely less offense and there's a lot more love and compassion and understanding. So I just feel like, I don't know, like things are slowly shifting for better because I have been in, you know, kind of like in a slump lately and I'm just trying to like get my bounce back and be able to just kind of stand tall. So so yeah that's my breath's been pretty good it's um i mean my week's been pretty good so (sighs) definitely gonna have to check out that red table talk you you haven't checked it out i sent you the i know well i don't think you did you sent me the text but you didn't send me the the link the link but it's on facebook but i know where to find it yeah i just haven't been in the space to watch it yeah I'm, i'm pretty sure my ass needs it right about now but that's you know what? I'm glad you said that. You have to be in the right space to want to yeah. listen to that. Yeah. Because I was at the perfect space, the perfect time I pressed play, and this was exactly what I needed. Right. So you have to be, you know, just kind of ready for these type of conversations. But it's it's liberating. It's amazing. It did something to me. And, you know, like, I'm not all the way changed, but I'm working on but it. But you're better for it. <laughs> I'm better. And that's what's up. And I feel it, you know, so. That's the important thing about, you know, folks being able to, like, share their ideas, yeah. have these conversations because it helps us, you know, it inspires critical thought. Yeah. And we just can go to town on it, so. And there's just a level of, like, love, I don't know, that I have for myself now, you mm-hmm. know, and it's not that cocky, arrogant type of love, nor is it that selfish type of love where, you know, I've been told in the past that I'm selfish because I'm, you know, I've been on this whole self-care thing and I, you know, every time I kind of like turn down people, you know, when they ask to hang out, I said, man, you know, I just kind of need to do, you know, hang out myself yeah. or I just want to go home. I just want to do these things. And, you know, a lot has to do with just me trying to enjoy me, you know, mm-hmm. trying to recover and rest. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had a, I had a time before where I was never about like myself, you know, and like caring for myself, giving myself the rest, giving myself the right you know, the right books to read, the right, just, you know, just the right space. I did, I never gave myself that. So now I'm, now that I'm there, it's like, it's being interpreted to certain people that are close to me as like, she's selfish because she used to freely give herself to me. Now Mm -hmm. she's like being like brand new or like, she's trying to like be all about this self-care and self-care is, is looking more selfish. And, you know, those are the blows I have to take just to, you know, actually get the self-care that I need, you know, regardless of whatever people think it's like, I feel great at the end. <laughs> I feel alive, you know. And I we shared uh, we shared a little bit about this last week on last episode. Is that if I'm not at my best, everyone will suffer. Mm-hmm. Everyone in right. my circle and my work, everyone will suffer if I'm not at my best emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. It's just it won't do good. So if I have that good start in the morning and that good you know, part at the end with my time at the day, you know, at the end of the day, I like to just kind of do some form of meditation. It does something to me. It changes everything in me. Mm -hmm. And that's been something I'm trying to practice. And I'm in love with it. So these tools have been amazing to me. And I'm almost like on my way to become Mother Teresa. So (laughs) (laughs) to being feeling completely zen. Oh, man. But I feel great. This has been a great week because of that. I have my headspace has been just on a positive road, yeah. you know, so and that's, such that's a, new. I mean, it's such an important thing that you bring up, you know what yeah. I mean? Like for folks 
if you're not okay, it, it's okay to not be okay. I know, know right? It, it's okay to not want to hang out with somebody or to let somebody come over, right? Yes. And the thing that sucks that makes it really hard is that other people don't see the cues right. or don't understand the that person deep enough like they say they do or they think they do to be like, yo, my, you know, my mans or my homegirl <laughs> right here, right? Like they need that personal time. Uh, I understand what's going on, you know, what the reasoning is and and I got to give them that space, right? Right, right. Like some people don't, uh, no, not, not some, a lot of people don't understand that. Um, but I think if you really understand someone, if you really care for someone, and if you're really yes. listening, if you're really listening, then you'll be able to hear them when they say like, yo, it's this is not a good time right now. I'm not in a good place. You know, even like, just leave me alone, right? right. Like I'm, at, I'm in one of those places where I just need to be left alone. Right, yeah. Like we really need to hear people yeah. out, right? Like yeah. we need to actively listen yeah. Um and we and on the other end is that we need to be able to communicate how we're feeling, right? Right, yeah. Like if you got somebody who come over and you just don't feel like you know, you don't feel like being with them or having them over, it's like, yo, I'm not in the the mood right now. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to sleep or do something. Like you could chill here all you want, but Right. You know, if not, like, you know, you could go home and, and I'll, I'll hit you up later. Right, yeah. Of course, that that doesn't feel good because, you know, depending on whatever, folks might have uh, abandonment issues or feel right. rejected and then that gets... That's another one. That's a whole other story, mm-hmm. right? Like, then it, be, then it becomes the other person's fault and it's like, oh, <laughs> see, you're selfish. You don't want to be around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's like, it's, it's, it's really, you know, the other person's... Shit, they got to work through and not right, the person who's requesting right, that space. Yeah. But it's such a good point. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Real friends let real friends rest. <laughs> and even family, yo. You know, know. Like, like, shit. Sometimes, you know, I'm just, it's not a good day or I'm irritated or agitated. And, you know, folks just, uh, not folks, but like family members be like, are you okay? Do you need something? Uh, what's the matter? Or, you know, yeah. just constantly on your on your helmet, on your neck. And it's like, yo, back, just back the fuck up. Right. Just leave me alone real quick. <clears throat> Isolation isn't always depression. Yeah. You know, like. It's it's, re- it's, it's uh, recharging. Right. Your batteries. Just trying to replenish and refresh, you know, refreshing that. ourselves from, the t- from, from where we just came from, from our day at work, from whatever. We just need that place of solitude, of rest, of like complete peace. Word. And then we'll come out like, what's good, everybody? Y'all hungry? <laughs> Y'all ready to eat? Yeah. We'll come out better and safer. Uh, word, word. So, yeah, yeah, I had a great week. Hopefully, you know, this week will spill over to my next, you know, so it being how it is Monday, you know, it's going to be good. So, that's my bruh, bruh. Yeah, so my ICU for this week is my amazing friend, family member, cousin, church member from a long time ago. Uh, her name is Masi. Mm-hmm. Masi, Sa- no, it's not Masi Samoa, but she likes to call, she likes to, you know, be called Masi Samoa every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but her name is Masi. She is a family member. She's not really my blood family, but I've called her. I call her family because we we grew up with each other. But mm-hmm. she's um, my family that um, allowed me to walk with her during a really hard time. Um, she just recently um, 
she just recently um, got discharged from um, from a psychiatric hospital. And um, she was okay with me sharing this story. So even with sharing her name, because she's like such a huge like advocate now, you know, and this is her first time ever being in a psychiatric hospital. Dope. First time ever being diagnosed and assessed, you know, and like, nice. it's just crazy, you know, that, um, you know, just someone like her is just like so open and so free in where she is at, you know, as far as like her mental health and she wanted, she wants to be an advocate. She wants to help people, you know, like become aware of certain type of, you know, mental health disorders. And, um, yeah, she uh, was recently diagnosed with bipolar one Mm -hmm. and, um, with, with, what is it? Psychotic features. So I don't. Mm. The psychotic features uh, is, I from from what I from what I from what she told me and what the doctor told her, um, it's when she hears voices, you know, and she, it's not like schizophrenia where they constantly battle with the voices inside their head, but she has like psychotic features. So she would have moments of hearing voices and just you know, voices telling her to do bad things and stuff like that. So she has she's on that spectrum of like hearing it, but not but you know not so much. But um, yeah, she is um, recovered well. She's on meds. They put her on meds, and um, my ICU goes to her because she is like the recovery and or her road, like now, like now that she's on the road of recovery, she's like a better, like a much better person. She is walking in like such a different level of freedom. She's doing like she's like doing her own like backtracking of like people that she had hurt in the past. She's like either emailing them or DMing them and just sending, you know, just letting them know that, Hey, she's sorry for so-and-so. And And this is her just doing it voluntarily. She just felt like she just had to do these things, but I just really love where she's at and I support her all the way. Like, again, she's wanting to go full force and being an advocate for, you know, mental health. And I'm just like, do it because, you know, again, that is a conversation that nobody likes to have, you know. And I was kind of like uncomfortable. And I'm just like, dang, I should be very comfortable having these conversations. But when when you have it with your own people, it's kind of like, for me, it was like, are you sure you want to talk about this? Because, you know. I probably would have hid that for a while before mm. even talking about it. Yeah. So, and you know, like, it's crazy how, like, you know, to me, it's like there's levels, like, in my head, and this is totally wrong. I'm, that's why I had to kind of like renew my whole view at this. But in my head, before any, before being educated and informed, I used to think bipolar was like severe level, you mm. know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that shit ain't no any, you know, any worse than the anxiety I deal with. So it's, you know, that's why I thought, like, oh, my gosh, Masi, you sure you want to talk about this? You know, like, you don't want to keep it to yourself and process and walk and, you know, do all this. And she's like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I want people that's to know. Up. I want I want to help people, you know. I want yeah. people to know that it's not embarrassing to be bipolar. Right. It's it's amazing, you know. It's a I'm, part of It's a part of you. It's a part yeah, of many. Exactly, you know. Diagnosed and undiagnosed, okay? Un- exactly. Some of these motherfuckers out here need to be diagnosed. Yeah, and I, the courage that she walks in now. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I envy it, you know, and I, I'm just so proud of where she's at now, you know, where her head is at now. And she's, like, all about, like, let's go help people. Just uh, the other day, her and I, we went to, there's a street where there's, like, 
a bunch of like homeless people just kind of hanging out and sitting. She wanted to like pull over, hey, let's go hang out with the homeless people. And I'm just like, you know, I mean, I know you want to save the world and all, but <laughs> you know, like, and I just went with it. And you know, good. I'm glad you did. But I, you know, I'm just like, you know, this is new, but I'll do it. You know, I'll just kind of roll. You know, I'll roll with you. And yeah, we. I had the best conversation with some of these homeless people out there. Off top. And it was amazing. They're people too, you know? Yeah, they're people. And, you know, to see her passion in mental health, she's over here just like, you know, kind of informing them with what she knows. And they kind of put her on game. They're like, no, 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 it's this. I was Word. like, yeah, you know, like they, they were really cool. And I just, yeah, I just was. And that's what it's um, about. That's right? What it's about, you yeah. Know? I, I mean, she just sounds hella brave, you know, just super brave to be like, nope. I'm cool. Share, you know, share my shit and let them know. Exactly. It's nothing. You know what I mean? It's nothing to a boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, straight up, oh, that's some boss man. shit. You that know, is. like yeah. No, that is. I'm out here. I'm diagnosed. And what? What's good? I know. And she came out. She's okay. This is how savage she is. She still has her bracelet on the the the, the hospital bracelet. She's like, this is memory. She take For it. Real. She take it everywhere with her. As a matter of fact, she wore her um her her. Her, her hospital attire. That was actually her Halloween costume. <laughs> I was like, what are you? She's like, I'm a doctor. I was like, do you? Do you, my soul? I'm a doctor and a patient. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But she is awesome. I, man, I highlight this girl, and I'm just, like, glad to know her. Her brave, her bravery, the way she's able to just be so courageous. I envy that. I like her courage and bravery is like nowhere near. I'm nowhere near that. Word. So like, yeah, Masi, we appreciate you. I'm so, so jealous of how courage you are, how courageous you are. And I see you. Word. Well, my ICU for this week definitely goes out to uh, a Samoan internet comedian. Mm. Uh, that goes by the name of That King Scar. Mm. I just want to highlight this Uso one time. I'm I'm not sure if he's Uso or if he's Togo or shit. Maybe Togo Uso. Anyways, <laughs> I just want to highlight this brother because um I you know I've been following him for a while and you know just a lot of those poly uh com- internet comedians right mm. like they're hella funny because it's the humor that we know very very familiarly yeah, right yeah. like. Those are our brothers. Those are our nephews. Those are our cousins. Um, and I just want to highlight this Uso because I I stumbled up upon one of his videos mm. where um, he was playing the teacher and the student and doing this um, lesson about pronounce, pronouncing English words. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hella funny. Some of the words were like savage, Yahoo, Google, uh, vase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just 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 words, right? Like, as if as if a young Samoan kid was learning English, mm. and so just some of the ways in which the the Samoan kid was answering or was pronouncing the words had me dying, like mm. like I was hella dying, busting up, laughing off the couch. I had to screen record this shit <laughs> so I could send it to my pops and be like. <laughs> Check this shit out, right? Because it's the kind of, you know, it's just that comedy you know and laugh and, like, you know, hella people would love it. Because, um, and it, it, it hella made me laugh because even I thought of the same thing way back when about the word uh, sausage, right? <laughs> Go figure out. I would say the shit about the word sausage. But um, the the way that the words were read was hella funny. So savage was pronounced savange. 
Wow. <laughs> uh, the word um, vase was pronounced vase. <laughs> then they had Google, you know, G-O-O-G-L-E, right? So mm-hmm. it was a ngoongle. Ngoongle. I know. I was like, what the? Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah. all the right pronunciation. Yahoo was Yahoo. <laughs> And then there was like a, a hard like a hard ass word that he got right. And the teacher was just like, What the You know what I mean? But just the way that the it was like a short video clip, the way that it was crafted together had me dying. <laughs> I was hella dead. So this uh this also made me laugh so hard. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight this brother Aww. on the next episode. So definitely check him out. On all the social media platforms, I know that on Instagram, it's that King Scar. I'm not sure what it is uh, on Snap, but I think it's also that King Scar on Facebook. Definitely check this Uso out. That King Scar, I see you. Mm. So I'm excited to uh, get into our Chop It Up segment. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. We just recently received an email early there, early this week. From a friend. Well, One of our listeners. Yeah, she's not a friend. Well, she is a friend, but listener friend. And um, she was just, you know, reaching out for advice about um, just, you know, because, you know, she's just been giving us feedback how she's really, like, glad that we are talking about therapy, therapy and getting seeking out professional help. And, um, yeah, so she was just asking for advice, and we gave her like a little. Did were you able to respond to the first email? Oh no, I was I wasn't able. I I didn't respond. So sorry, anonymous one for us not being able to respond to the first one, but the second one we did. And um, <clears throat> in the second email, uh, they spoke about how um, they were able to go. And yeah, they did their first visit. They did their first visit. They sought out um, just professional help. Mm-hmm. And that first visit was a success. Mm. They loved it. They were so happy that they, you know, were able to kind of go out and reach and find help. And we were, Danny Boy and I were both, we were just like, wow. Like, the aesthetic, right? Yeah, just shocked that these conversations po- reached that far, you know. Right. Just impact. speechless about like, you know, hearing folks like, yo, I did this. Yeah. And, and it's because you're all having this conversation. It's just like, I'm I'm dead signing. Right. Like, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. We're so. We're pro. humble. Yeah. We're humble. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so that conversation and that email was awesome. We were encouraged by it. And we were so encouraged that we were like, let's have that conversation here yeah, on the air. Yeah, Let's chop it up about Kind of unpack it and see therapy. what are the steps to seek help and. Um, well, see, here's the thing, right? Is that uh, you know, in the in the emails, and there's been other emails too, where folks yo, are just yeah. asking for advice about like, how do, I, how do I go about looking for a therapist? How will a therapist understand who I am as a Samoan, as a Pacific Islander? Right. You know, wh- whichever island you come from, and all these experiences, and you know, they're addressed to you because you're very vocal about your. Um, you having a therapist, right? Yeah, and, you know, and seeking therapy where I, as I haven't, right? Um, and so I think that even just directing a lot of that to you because mm. you have gone through the process, right? right. It's, it's really dope, um, and I think that's an important piece, right? Yeah. So maybe a question that I have for you is that, <clears> like, <throat> when, when did you realize that it was that time where 
you needed to seek therapy, right? Like, have 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 you paint us a picture of like, did you always believe in therapy? <clears throat> and if not, how did you get to that point where you wanted to do it? Yeah, you know, what I mean? that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I believed in therapy um, more on on the professional level because. You know, being being raised in church, you know, therapy was always going to God and praying. Going to the altar, right. Or going to one of the leaders, the church leaders, and just kind of talking things through. So there mm-hmm. was that form of therapy. It wasn't too much, you know, like professional advice. I mean, I wish it would have gone that far to where I was able to, to, where I was able to kind of like, you know, in, in exchange of my, my stress and my anger and all that, I wish that the... I was given tools mm. to deal with my junk. Right. I didn't I didn't ever get that, you know. But I got prayers and I was grateful for that. So I mean, yeah, that was my therapy that I just accepted for the longest time. It's so true though, too. You yeah. know, I'm pretty sure that's for a lot of, you know, our community, of course, and and then many other communities, right? Yeah. Um, it took me a while to finally seek professional help. I think it was when I just couldn't control my crazy, <laughs> my mind, you know, just, I just, when I, you know, there was a time when I was going through something really hard emotionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, growing up, I wasn't really taught how to handle my emotions. And um, yeah, I was at a point in my life where like my emotions just kind of vomited out of me and it re- and it came out very messy, you know, mm. it came out in anxiety form or alcoholism or just something that I didn't want to do. But I ended up doing it anyways because I couldn't control it. I didn't know how to handle it. <clears throat> and um, it took a friend, it took a friend to finally reach out to me just to kind of, you know, share some concerns and say, man, you know, like. Have you ever thought about like talking to someone like on a professional mm-hmm. level? And I'm just like, yeah, I talk to people all the time. Like I have like friends that I talk to, and I even had a mentor at the time that every now and then I'll talk to. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, my friend was like, no, you should um, definitely try to you know seek out a therapist. And you know, I was you know it was good to know that she at the time had a therapist as well. She's been kind of in and out with her, you know. Um, Visiting her therapist, like, within her marriage, her and her husband would go visit, like, you know, once in a great while. And she was just kind of sharing with me the process of, like, when they discovered um, the need of needing to get a therapist. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I need a therapist. Like, because some of the signs that you went through in your marriage are things that I'm dealing with now. But I just didn't know I needed to go to a therapist. I thought, like... I'll handle it the, the same way my family handled it, my parents handled it, just go to God or conceal it, you know? So I thought that was fine because they do they do a great job at it still, you know? Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it took me months. Like, I heard they gave me, my friend gave me that advice, but I didn't seek out help until months later. And um, I think it was, like, maybe four or five months, mm-hmm. four or five months later, I went and you know I went to my doctor's appointment and just kind of shared some some symptoms of just like I couldn't sleep you know can you give me I'm asking for meds to do this and finally my doctor said you should try to you know have you thought out you know have you looked into our therapy you know therapist list and mm-hmm. help and I said no I haven't but I'll do it and you know my doctor was just kind of recommending like a certain therapist you should go call them up and I did mm-hmm. after that I was like will it put me to sleep will it help me you know from like feeling this type of way and they were like we don't the doctor was like we don't know but you know it might so I went and you know 
sought out help and that first visit was wasn't it wasn't the best because I I wasn't fully ready to be free yet you know I was mm. hesitant with with my skeletons you know so I'm just like you know like let's just keep it very surface until I feel like there's a trust, you know, you know, yeah, you got to build that bridge trust. with you, you and I, but can I ask, can we, can we just stop right there real yeah. quick? Uh, cause I want to ask you a question. Of course. Um, is, is, or, or no, what it sounded like was that you were at your wits end. Yes. And that's why therapy seemed to be an option. Yeah. Well, or, was, or not seem to be, right. but just, it was, it was the option. Yeah. But see, I was at my wits end when my friends caught me, you know, I was oh, pretty bad, right, right, but right. I waited because I was, again, I went Just off, chilling in it. Yeah. Just chilling in that. I end. became very intimate with it. And I'm just like, man. <laughs> you knew it very well. Yeah. I, I just, I just wanted to hold on to it because I was afraid right. to be very open and naked with my truths, you know? So, so uh, yeah. And the second thing is, is that, I guess they're not questions. They're more statements. But I think it's very important that you told us that your first visit wasn't the best, not because of, you know, the therapist. Maybe it was because of the, partially because of the therapist, but but your your role in it not being a good session, right? Because right. because you weren't in the place, the right place. Yeah. To be so free and yes. be so open. That's yeah. so key, right? That is key. You have to be. I feel like the best. My best advice was like. Go when you know you have to go. Because my first few sessions were like, you know. See, it's hard because it's like, how do you know, right? That's true. Do do we have to wait till we reach our wit's end? Yeah. You know, could we potentially just get one, you know, before it gets that bad Mm. so that we can prevent reaching that point, right? Like, it makes me like this this story and so many others just make me think about like what are the preventative things mm. that can be done because even for me, right? Like we'll get to me later, but just thinking about like how I'm at my wits end, right, with things. Right. And it's like what does that mean? Right. Yeah. So just bringing attention to you sharing that part. When when uh the thing that you're dealing with is is taking over you, now it's time to bring you know, to get either get me- medication involved or some spirit form of spirituality involved or both therapy, yeah, both or therapy. Yeah, you need to get that involved ASAP when your emotions or your situation becomes the driver. Because it your could life. be it become it could become very dangerous, right? Like you very. could fucking you could fucking harm yourself for sure. Harm others. Harm others. Harm those closest to you. Yeah. You know, and like. A lot, so, yeah. You know, a lot of us then put those we love in yeah. harm's way. You but know. when things are so hard, you just can't handle it. See, I was, I was able to stomach everything because I conditioned myself to stomach them. Mm. So again, it didn't take. It took like a few sessions in for me to just like spill right. and let go because I couldn't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was the one that conditioned my <laughs> myself to carry everything and that's wrong like i don't i don't recommend that to anybody that's just how i've been and do you, you think know. that do you think that the help of the um the therapist helped you unpack those things to 100 percent, and then be able to be free okay 100 that's, that's what's up yeah and and i mean 
in most cases, the therapist, all they do is really just sit there. I think. I mean, of course, they're they're like analyzing and assessing. And right. I think they're actively. They're actively. I would listening. hope that them motherfuckers is actively listening. No, they are, you know what I mean? Uh, with my therapist, you know, with my therapist, my few ther- my two therapists, um, they they give you feed, they give me feed- feedback like what twenty minutes at the end. You know, that's mm-hmm. when we dialogue and we get to talk. You know, or they give their insight on just what they observed in my venting session. But it's just you know, you know, I, I think about like my therapy session. I'm like, man, anybody can do this. You know. Like they just need somebody to actively listen, mm-hmm. to listen with kindness and empathy and just really be intentional about like, yeah, you know, like I'm walking with you. Go ahead. You know, and um, I just love that. There's something affirming and validating in that every time I see the connection that the therapist has with me when I'm talking, you know, it just it makes me feel valued. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like seen invisible so heard yeah heard and i just yeah so and it helps that they give you tools to be able to cope when you're yeah. outside of that space right Cause yeah you see and it took my third therapist <laughs> like because <laughs> look mind you i went through a few therapists to find my my one That's so this up. is my third attempt and i finally landed the one but yeah it, my first few ones were like, come on, you can't just listen to me and just tell me everything's going to be okay. Give me some tools. You know, yeah. I didn't get tools on the first two. Mm. All I got was just active listening. And it's like, come on. You know, like they yeah, gave give me a me few something. things, you know, but it's like, tell me I'm wrong sometimes. Or right. like, you need help in that area. Like, tell me that. Like, you know, you don't have to tell me in a mean way, but just give me some insight where I can go out there and work on that, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it took it took a while, but I finally got one that was able to love me and mm. care for me enough to not be afraid to tell me what I need to hear. Mm-hmm. And I am at a, like a better place because of that. When you when you have a therapist that is able to love you, and I'm sure it's gonna take a few rounds with that therapist for them to know, like okay, you know, at first I thought it was just like you know a moment, you know, something that you just went through at the moment, but now I know it's a pattern and we need to fix it. Right. So it's going to take a few few sessions, I'm assuming. But yeah, when when that therapist is one with you and is able to just really understand your thought process and understand the home you come from, understand your history of like your upbringing, you know, they're able to put all these things in one and finally give you a piece of advice, that's when you know, like, okay, I'll walk away with that. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. And I, and I appreciate you painting that picture too because you know it's it's like you can you can be courageous enough or brave enough to go out there and seek it and go yeah. through the whole process, right? And if it doesn't work with that one, don't turn down the don't turn down the idea of therapy, right? Don't yes. Don't dismiss the whole process, right? Like yes. I love how you just painted that you shopped around for that motherfucker, yes. right? Because it's like. Yeah, this one ain't cool. This this pair of shoes ain't cool. I, I'm gonna grab mm-hmm. me another one because I, you know, I, I should have tried this motherfucker on, or mm-hmm. or it just didn't fit the way I thought it would, or break in the way I thought it would. Yeah. So, you painting that picture, you know, just communicates to me and hopefully to others that like, yo, don't if if it ain't cool the first time, dust yourself off yeah. and try again, right? Like, look for the one that is fitting for you. And we need to break this idea of. People who seek professional help are crazy. 
are, you know, they have a jacked up life or they, you know, something happened to them when they were, when they were a kid and they need that professional help. Like I have like coworkers <laughs> that are actual clinicians that have their own therapist, exactly. you know, like you don't need to be like in your crazy manic moments. Like you can just seek it if you just need that type of like support, you know, and mm-hmm. there isn't a like, when your condition is here at level 10 or 9, go seek help. You can be at level 2. And if you just need some support emotionally or any in anything, and maybe you're working too hard and you just don't have a support at home, you need it, go get a therapist. Or mm-hmm. Just there is no levels. There is no like extreme level of where you need to be to have a therapist. You can be level 0 and still have a therapist. Word. So it's for all. I recommend it. Yeah. I mean... Here's a provocative question, uh, and I swear this will be the last one. Are you sure? <laughs> but I mean, it's it's like, as a woman of faith, right? Mm-hmm. As a woman of faith who is a strong believer in, um, has sought out therapy, has had successful uh, experiences with therapy. Like, what what do you think it would be like for, like, let's say, Fife Owls or pastors, you know, or just even like maybe having clinicians come to the church, right, to offer up the services to the members. Like, do you think that that could exist? Or, or I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what my question is, but just somehow merging the two, right, like faith and um, professional uh, therapy, yeah. you know, to coexist because so many people are going through so many things, and yes, Prayers are needed. Prayers are powerful. Yeah, I know a lot of us are where we are because uh, you know we have we've had family members praying for us. Yeah, no doubt, prayer is important. But prayer without action is futile, right? Yes. And it's like okay, so the action, yes, the action piece are, are is this thing, right? Like, mm. and if if uh, there's faith, which is a pastor, and then there's works, which is clinician. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like if these if we can merge these two, if we can join these two to offer those kinds of services or those kinds of spaces to the members who really need that help and yeah. that guidance. And it could be spiritually and professional yeah. professionally. Like imagine what it could do for our communities. Right? Life changing. Like what, what's your, what's your view? What's your perspective on if those two were to merge into right. they coexist? Do see in the Western society, mm-hmm. churches, they do exist. There are therapists in actual churches, clinicians in actual psych, psyche, well, psychology. Yeah, what do you call them? Psychologists. Yeah, not psychologists, but there's a there's just another word I'm I'm blanking out on it. But they they have like actual marriage therapists, um, mm-hmm. personal therapists. Mm-hmm. They exist in the Western churches. Now in our community churches, and I'm talking about PI churches. No, they don't exist for sure. Yeah, like, like, yeah. <laughs> no, not, not yet. Not, not yet. at all. But <laughs> hold on, hold on. Like, you know, I'm not the greatest of knowing culture too much, but if we think context, they do exist. Okay. Because there, there, there are certain settings, um, like fellowship settings, where Word. we get to, you know, where we're all chilling at the park. We know the elders are here, you know, like sitting in a discussion with elders mm. and having discussions is a therapy session. Or even... true. I, I think I shared with you earlier, but one one therapy session that I can recall was witnessing a family member go up to a family member who was on their deathbed 
and asking, just having small conversation. I wasn't able to hear everything, but one thing I heard at the end of their conversation was like, please forgive me. And, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of reconciliation at that moment. Mm. But the deathbed seems to be like a like the the the, the therapy room for a lot of people, because that's where they get to dump a lot of things that have been holding them back. And, you know, it's sad that it, it takes it that takes moment. It takes the very end. But there's something, he, you know, that heals at that moment. And, you we're, know, it's, it's, you know, there are certain settings. I mean, I'm sure there are other stories where, you know, where we have like therapy sessions like the Cabo, you know, circle. Oh, yeah, like with the, right? a lot of the folks that fight Cava. I've never be, sat in a fight Cava session, but I'm sure from the stories that I've heard, they all talk about like stories and like. I mean, Whatever. yeah, I've heard other stories. Okay, you know, <laughs> I've only heard one though. where folks are really, you know, like it's just the idea around it has been tarnished. But you know, like uh, from from other circles that I've been around, it is a lot of fellowship and it is yeah. a lot of that like community bonding and building. Yeah, yeah, and and that's again like if you think about community, I think a lot of like how my family is grew up. We think let's just go hang out with auntie and, you know, let's seek out her advice or let's go chill with uncle. Let's go see with grandma, see what they say, you know, and there's like, that's like an, un, you know, an un, just fellow unofficial right? therapy session. Yeah. Fellow. Yeah. Just sitting with an elder. Mm-hmm. They are a therapist, right. you know, sitting with so a pastor, true. a seasoned pastor, mm-hmm. an accepting pastor, a loving pastor sitting and kind of just really honing in on their wisdom. It's like, that is therapy. Right, so they're we actively have, listening. Yeah, you know, their advice may not may not necessarily be suitable for what we're going through, <laughs> but we just have to contextualize it, you right. know, and be like, okay, actually, if I view it the way you see it, it will help me. Yeah, and but, it's a form of therapy, right? Like, it's a form of yes. healing. Yes. And I feel like that's what's at the core or, like, that's the hopeful outcome of seeking professional help or non-traditional uh, methods of therapy, right? Yeah. Like the point is to find healing, find... Yeah. Find... Um, just find happiness and joy, right? Just mm. just to just to be okay. Right. Right? You're, you're looking and searching for that love, that connection. Yeah. Because, we, again, you and... Well, our, 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 our listener and myself, we... we we went about it the westernized way, you know, of seeking professional help. Mm-hmm. But if you think about culture and the ro- on the road to recovery and um, healing, it's a different story. For every person. For every person. For every person. So, you know, like, it's going to be different, right? But the, the main yeah. thing is, is just get out there and try it and do it, right? Yeah. Like, try all these methods, right? Like, yeah. Like, professional is so important and so is yes. the personal. Oh, my gosh. Let me share a story. Come on. My mom, she was, uh, she suffered 15 years with some form of like, um, they, they, at the end they said it was like some form of lung disease, but mm. she had kidney failure, lung disease, and all these complications. And um, during her like last few years, I think it was like her two, last two years of her living, mm-hmm. um, she had one of those ma'iiku moments. And she oh, was possessed. Uh, Aiku? Yeah, Aiku. Ma- yeah. Aiku. Oh, my goodness. And uh, first time ever seeing it here in the States. I've always heard stories. But she, my mom's been... Because it happens. Bed- it's yeah. real. My mom's been bedridden for like 15 years. So, mm-hmm. it's, you know, a lot of hallucination happens during that time. And um, there, was a, there was a moment where she just... Um, there was a voice talking through her. 
And she just, you know, my dad was like looking at that and like something's wrong with her. And my dad culturally went to like calling his brother and said, who's that person that you know that, um, you know, is like the child of God. I forgot her name, but she she goes by she identifies as a child of God and she would pray, you know, a prayer over my mom. And that would that spirit would come out of her, you know, that whole kind of mm-hmm. like ritual. And um, yeah, so my dad went and called my uncle. My uncle was able to get in contact with the, this young lady, and she, my dad, paid to fly her out here. And she came out here with a with a squad. <laughs> she came out with a gang. Mm-hmm. She she had like about four or five people that came over with her, and uh, they went and sat next to my mom. And this was my first time ever witnessing anything. Mm. And mind you, I was not okay with this at all because I had like a kind of like a, a religious view on how to handle these things. Seemed like some witch doctor stuff. Yeah, so it seemed witch doctor to me. And I don't know how to explain it because she did not identify as a witch doctor. She could, she went by the child of God. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, of course. Right. They, they want to demonize yes. this practice <laughs> that's not... <laughs> So she sat there at my mom's feet, you know, and just talk and try to talk, you know, try to get to know her. And in that little time, um, my mom's giving her, you know, just like little stories of just like how she's just tired of being in bed. And, you know, she's exhausted. She hasn't had any sleep. Mm-hmm. But there's a therapy session in that. Right. Because this young lady is just talking her through her emotion and sh- giving her empathy. Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. How has that made, been making you feel? And my mom's just talking about, like, how she can't stand us because we don't help her. And, like, how her husband's just, like, not listening to her. So she's, like, pouring out her heart and her soul. And uh, meanwhile, this, my mom is, like, you know, I'm seeing her, like, just her whole demeanor just tends to change and I'm like oh my gosh she's like coming back but not really Mm -hmm. anyhow um I guess that's the process of what she does before she does her prayer after she finishes talking to him she asked my mom she can pray for her and um in that little moment of prayer something happens to my mom where like she's manifesting in like some force that's like trying to like come out of her and in that whole like you know to me i'm like this is some demon stuff Mm -hmm. like i gotta go Mm -hmm. but in that there's um you know people holding my mom down and then um you know the 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 child of god the young lady the girl she's like trying to speak to that force and um somehow some way she's able to interpret the force as a family member who my dad needs to ask for forgiveness. Mm. And my dad sits there and is like, who, who, oh my gosh. It's like, I think 15, 20 minutes, something hit my dad. And it was a family member on my mom's side that he just needed to ask forgiveness for. And then boom. The echo came out. Lifted. Mm. Lifted quick. And I'm just like, I mean, minus this whole, you know, like, you know, poltergeist movement, (laughs) this could have been done easily. Like, come on, like, let's just be open with our emotions and like, let's just lay. It's so real. But it's so real. I mean, this, this whole element you just introduced, right? Like, this is so real. And we've known it to be real as Samoans, right? I know. That's my first time witnessing something like that. I've never witnessed it, but I've always heard and I've always talked to family members who have, um, who have had 
that experience of yeah. uh, 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 an Aiku coming into them, right? And, That's, and yeah. controlling their body, even some being um, uh, sexually assaulted or sexually mm-hmm. violated by an Aiku, right? Like, right. Like this, like that stuff is so real. Real. You know, and... I don't care how spiritual you are. Right, like the Western world may not may not understand it. Like the spirituality realm might not understand it, but that shit is so Demons real. Demons are real. <laughs> Serious. But I, I'm, you know, just just for me in this whole conversation, right, and, mm. and this whole thing about like seeking out therapy and different forms of therapy, especially what it may look like in culture, right? Mm. I really love how you highlighted how, you know, even something like faikava or having barbecues, even just laughing and clowning with your loved ones, right. you know, like that's a, such a, a form of therapy. It's so therapeutic, right? Um, even the simple act of breaking bread with folks, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, it, it's such, it, it builds such, um, such a relationship, right? Like yes. it deepens a relationship with folks yeah. to where you find a healing. And I think, what I've come to the conclusion is that this whole process of therapy, seeking out a therapist, is about building relationship, right? Yes. The therapist you're looking for, you got to build a relationship with. You have to Absolutely. bond with so that you can become comfortable. So mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm definitely going to take a lot of this information and especially your experiences yeah. um, into looking for a therapist myself, yeah. right? So Teresa, you know. Y'all listeners, you remember <laughs> Teresa, right? October 15th episode. <laughs> <laughs> so she had told me, like, shoot, earlier in the year, yo, you know, we were having this talk about therapy, and she was like, if you ever need help, if you ever want to go shopping around for a therapist, let me know. I can help mm. you. And I've known this for a while, and, you know, I've been going through what I've been going through. And just recently, you know, we've talked, and I've been just going through all these things, and even trying to understand these feelings i'm at my breaking point where i'm like you know what i need to just look for one schedule an appointment and go Mm. because i'm really at a at a low like a a really low point where it's like i need some professional help so Mm. this wednesday me and uh teresa will actually be doing that kind of shopping right And, and so this is one step you know closer to right having a you know having a visit with a therapist. That's so amazing. I definitely will keep, you know, you and yeah. everyone informed and please and uh, let y'all know how it goes, but this is going to be my first time yeah. seeking out some professional help, you know. Hey. So, I don't know. I'm excited, I'm nervous. Yeah. I don't know if I'm nervous. I'm just excited. I I want to get to it it's already cuz it's it's just a lot of shit, right? So Yeah. And you know with with my journey of having a therapist, I've had it for I've had I've had a therapist for like maybe four years now. Oh, but I I don't need it. Mm-hmm. But I choose to have them around. Nice. So you know, like people think that you only go to a therapist when shit goes bad. No, I have my therapist like just even for good check-ins. You know, nice. good reports. But yeah, you can. I don't know. I I feel like I I. If I can have my therapist move in my house and have them with me all the time, <laughs> it would make my life easy. But. Well, I was just having the conversation with a friend of mine. We went, we both went through a, a, a program where we were given a life coach. Oh. And so having that experience, right, it's like, yo, having a life coach is like freaking having a, a therapist, therapist, right? That is, that's true. Because their goals is to help you achieve what go, whatever goals it is that you set, right? And, yes. And they have these tools and these tactics to yeah. help, help you, equip you with how to navigate that 
And so it's just really dope, right? But that's awesome. I'm just excited about this conversation, you know. Yeah. And it's we're gonna leave it here because yep. that it's just it is what it is, and we're gonna continuously uh, have this conversation. I'm yeah. sure therapy will find itself in many of our conversations. Yeah. But uh, exactly, you know, if y'all got any questions or any things you want to share about therapy, your views, positive or negative, you know, definitely yes. Hit us up on the email or um, in our DMs for the cultures. <laughs> yes. Uh, at, at Gmail. At gmail.com or on the social medias. We're on IG and we are on uh, Twitter. Facebook. And we're on Facebook. So Yeesh. definitely hit us up. Uh, get in touch. And I hope that y'all can, you know, if you're listening to anything, Hopefully you're actively listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely, Please. definitely consider you know give therapy. us feedback. Yeah, definitely consider. Do you need it? What What would it be like? What would be the harm? But mm. yeah, just I don't know. Think yeah. you know. Try it. Give it a try. Yeah, It'd be worth it. Yeah. So. I agree. Whew. It was getting <sighs> heated. I know. It's getting heated. All right, y'all. Well, dang, you know, it's another fruitful conversation. You know, we over yes. here just chopping it up about some real shit. And the conversation don't got to stop here. Again, hit us up, email, social media. We're here for y'all. Uh, but as always, the way we close out, Bex. Yes. How will you care for yourself this week? I plan on reaching out to folks, you know, connecting with friends and just following up on them and just seeing if we can have a sit down, have coffee, have lunch. But yeah, just be intentional about like reaching out and trying to spread my love myself vibes. Yes. Give me, <laughs> can you schedule with me please? Cause I need some of that, that, that good juju. It, right. I'm catching it already. Right? girl. I'm about to get up out of here with that juju. What about you, Danny boy? How are you going to take care of yourself this week? I'm going to care for myself this week by, uh, Searching for a therapist with Teresa. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think this is something that's going to, you know, really be for me. That's awesome. Um, and I'm excited to get to it. So I look forward to, to doing that. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, we appreciate everyone, all our listeners. If we haven't said thank you for being um, awesome, we thank y'all. We are signing out. Much love. Much love. Enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your week. Thank y'all. Take care of yourselves. Peace. Peace out. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. The culture, the culture.